How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to a new episode of Suncast. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Got a couple of great interviews. You got Coach Gutierrez, St. Thomas softball head coach. They're off to a just an incredible start, folks. 15 and 2. It like they could be a dark horse to come win the Sun Conference softball. But we also have on a good friend from Warner University. You know, Weber Gay, Warner, the rivalry. You don't really hear that a whole lot. But had a great interview with Mr. Josh Strickland. Just broke the all-time singles record, reigning Sun Conference Offensive uh, Player of the Week in baseball. So two great interviews. Little bit of housekeeping. And by housekeeping, I mean bragging about the Sun Conference because not one, not two, but three red banners were brought back to the Sunshine State in the Sun Conference. Just got a real quick, got to congratulate friend of the program, Joseph Taylor, Southeastern Men's Track, won the 4x100 gold, uh, the, won the gold medal in the 400-meter sprint up in the NAIA uh, Indoor Track and Fields Championships up in, I believe, South Dakota. I'm sure they're, they're much, much happier back here in Florida, enjoying the weather. But they won the red banner as well as Kaiser's men's and women's swimming team. They bring the red banner. Their dominance continues. Uh, shout out to SCAD, their men's and women's teams. They perform very well. I believe they finished second and third, and then the, uh, they flip-flopped with St. Thomas, who finished second and third in St. Thomas's first year in swimming. Look at the men's. They, uh, they were the ones giving Kaiser the biggest run for their money. They finished second. So, Congrats to all the student athletes uh, bringing it home. No, obviously, uh, the season's not over for Joseph Taylor and track. Outdoor season has started up. We've got we got a lot coming up, folks. I mean, we look up here and we're now under two months away from conference championship season with baseball, softball, and golf. Uh, I'm planning on I'm planning on you know not even gonna say it. Not even gonna say it because I don't want to guarantee anything that's not 100% yet, but just say uh, really impressed with how everything has gone in the winter after uh, a fall where we didn't win a red banner, got really close in football and women's soccer. It's nice just to go ahead and knock the ball out of the park with the winter sports. And, and we all know what's, what's about to happen here, here in uh, the early part of the summer with spring sports. We got a while before we get into all of that, but we're not doing winter sports either, folks. How about St. Thomas men's basketball as well as Southeastern men's basketball? They are moving on. We go 2-2 two and two in the round of 64 for Sun Conference basketball. Hey, shout out to Florida Memorial women's basketball. Great season. They ran into a, a great team in the opening round in Marion. Is what it is. It happens in a 14-3 matchup. You know, uh, we're actually going to be hearing from uh, – uh, Coach Coop, she's going to be co coming on the, the show here next week. She says she wanted to come on, and I'm all for it. I have an assistant coach on, get to talk about that. So that'll be a fun interview we're going to have on next week. Uh, also, Thomas men's basketball. Wow. I mean, what a performance, guys. What a season uh, from the Cinderella team. The Nighthawks will be back. I, I can almost guarantee this is not a fluke. I'm not I don't think it was a fluke by any any stretch of the imagination with Thomas. Like I think this is a team that will 100% be around in the Sun Conference next season. I think uh I think coach Cotter's got this team moving in the right direction, the program moving in the right direction. He's got I think uh 
think we'll have to have on the show sometime. I think I'd re- really enjoy talking with him. I mean, anytime you have a program, and we honestly, we're going to talk about it here in just a second with Coach Gutierrez, program, programs that just have these big turnarounds, which St. Thomas softball is doing, and obviously what Thomas basketball has done this year, uh, kind of similar to Florida Memorial women's basketball. They just ran into a buzzsaw. They ran up against a really good LSU Shreveport Pilots team and came up short in overtime. It was a great game. Uh, there's a potential upset, and you know they, that would have been awesome to see the Cinderella team uh, in the Sun Conference continue their run. However, we got to be happy. I mean, look, we, we've been called. We've been told, look, we're, we dominate a lot of sports, but men's basketball isn't our domain. Well, women's either, uh, outside of what Southeastern has done over the last uh, decade or so. But, I mean, for not a basketball conference going two and one, two upsets, three versus two seeds, Southeastern went, wins a close win against Union, led by Riley Menix, shocker, another 30 and 10 casual performance. And then you got St. Thomas just absolutely dominating the Masters out of California, Fred Mulba. He's a dog. I mean, quite frankly, he's got that dog in him. Uh, Fred's a guy I think we'll, we'll, we'll have on uh, shortly as well. God, I'm, I'm doing something I don't usually do. I'm telling you all sorts of plans I'm not supposed to. But um, that's my guy. And look, St. Thomas men's basketball, they, uh, they're they big, big supporters of, of Suncast. Uh, I mean, m- most most teams are. And again, really appreciate y'all uh, and support. I was – Telling, uh, I was telling a good friend last night uh, that I just can't believe uh, what this has become. Uh, but again, really appreciate y'all. But St. Thomas men's basketball, they are looking good. They're uh, taking on Florida College tonight. I believe Southeastern is playing Faulkner. To be honest, I went to went to sleep last night before the end of that game, but I was but Faulkner was up. Let me pull. This is great podcasting. Yeah, this is great podcasting right now. Let me pull up their schedule, get these. Let me just double-check, see if they're playing Faulkner. Yep, they are. Okay. Yeah, Faulkner uh, went on to beat Rust last night. So, they're, that's going to be a tough matchup for Southeastern. If Southeastern's able to win that one, I think it's officially like, okay, they got a shot this year. Uh, I think – or not, I don't think. Without a doubt, uh, St. Thomas has a little bit easier of a draw t- tonight going up against the Florida College Falcons. Um, y- y'all know who I'm rocking with. Y'all don't need me to give some big spill. I think Riley Minix is going to go off. I don't think Faulkner is going to have an answer. I think Riley Minix will have his marquee performance. Uh, obviously, 30-10, and 10, that's special. But I, I think he's going to go off again. But – the main thing for Southeastern tonight is they're going to need either Reggie or Sean to have another 20-point performance. Sean did that last night. It was huge. Uh, shout out my boy, Mr. Shore, uh, doing the Euro and the gritty all over the court, I'm sure, my guy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Southeastern to beat Faulkner, and I like, I'm like i rocking with the Bobcats. I mean, y- y- y'all know how I rock and roll when we get in these NAI opening rounds i kick it up a notch content wise for the teams it's a big deal uh, and i think the bobcats and the fire they'll be heading to kansas city um as far as me going to kansas city because y'all know I, I there's nothing i love more than going to championship events and i'll admit i've gone to two now and 
hand up. I've not been impressed with my content coverage of championship events so far. Uh, just, it, I, I think I'm my own hardest critic. And so the, for the next time I'm at a championship event, we're kicking it up a notch. I, I'll leave it at that. But as far as me going to Kansas City, if St. Thomas and Southeastern win tonight, I would say probably not. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, there's just no way I'd be able to get out there financially, schedule-wise, with football, with, uh, with with class, with broadcasting, with my back right now. I just don't see, see that happening. Uh, of course, I will cover it remotely, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, we all will. Uh, I want to give one more shout out, though, before we get get into it. Actually, actually we'll say that because I do have a little bit more to more to talk about. So that, that that's the good, that's the basketball, that's what I'm happy about. But let's talk about a team who has really turned things around. That's the Southeastern Fire softball team. Look, y'all know my work for NAISB. Y'all know that coming in on there, I said Southeastern was my pick to win the red banner. That may have changed since then, but then it's changed back. Start of the year two and six. Now, granted, the six losses were against three unbelievably good teams. And in those six losses, I'd say they faced four of the top ten pitchers in the country so far. Yeah, I, 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 I would definitely say three of the top ten. I'd probably put Lanny Gannon for um, Grandview in that eh, top 15 to top 20. But Butts, Golf, and Lawson for Mobile and uh, – Truett McConnell, those are three top ten pitchers in my opinion. And they just ran into a little buzzsaw. Started slow, but I said on uh, the softball podcast, I said, look, you go up to Gulf Shores, this is a chance to turn your season around. Uh, you know, Claire hadn't been pitching at, at, at the level she had been her freshman year uh, up to that point. The bats had not gotten going. So what did they do after uh, pretty much right after we uploaded that uh, podcast? They go up there. Go four and one, beat four ranked opponents. In fact, the only team they lost to was a really good Texarkana team, who's uh, on another level. Go listen to the softball podcast for more about them. But uh, they go up there and they beat four ranked opponents: Campbellsville, uh, Cumberland, Central Methodist. Three incredible teams. In fact, Cumberland's just uh, went on the road and beat Mobile. So that makes that win for the Fire even that much more impressive. I think Claire Seconder went uh, solid. What 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 were stat stats up there? Yeah, there we go. Ten and two thirds uh, up there. Uh, I mean, she she was shut down. I mean, she was absolutely sensational. No more than that. Seventeen. There we go. Seventeen innings. Yeah. I mean, she shut down CMU. She shut down uh, uh, the Cumberland Patriots with fifteen strikeouts and came in for three and two third innings in relief. She was my pick for NAI softball uh, pitcher of the week. Um, I got outvoted on that, but uh, it is what it is. I, uh, she, she's back. They're back. I mean, Autumn Hunter has been great for the majority of the year. They're right back to being a top five one-two duo in the conference. And, yeah, they're, my, they're still my pick to win the Sun Conference in uh, softball. Red Banner-wise – it's too early. Um, you know, I gave that preseason prediction, and it's hard for me to say it now definitively just the way some other teams I've been playing all year. But I still think Southeastern's a Columbus team, and it wouldn't really surprise me at all still for them to win the Red Banner. 
Gun to my head, and you made me pick a team to win the Red Banner in softball. Um, go tune into the NAI softball episodes to go figure that one out, folks. So, uh, yeah, yeah, give you a little cliffhanger on that one. Um, let's see. Oh, we got to talk about Weber baseball. And it's time for me to really tell y'all the truth about this. For the OG fans, y'all know how I feel about Weber Batesville. Those are my guys. But it's time for me to just put all the cards out on the table because it's gotten to the point of the year where the main thing we're going to talk about on here is baseball. So I, I got to admit it. I got to get off my chest. I got to be 100% honest. I am not just a Weber student, Weber baseball broadcaster. I am a fan of Weber baseball, period. I am. I mean, I, I'm tired of acting like I'm not. I'm tired of... Uh, I'm just laying it all out there. I'm a fan of them. That's what I am. And I realized that yesterday when they lost to Lawrence Tech and how it ate me up and how upset and I mean disappointed I was, to be honest. I mean, it, it was emotions that I only feel for Atlanta Braves baseball and Georgia Bulldog football. Those are my guys, period. You know, we – I stay neutral for the most part on here, but I, I have to be honest. They, those are my guys. And with that being said, they have not been playing good baseball lately. They have not. Weber baseball has not been playing good. Yes, they're 20 and four, but the team, and this is me being brutally honest here, teams that they've been playing, these should be 10, 15 uh, run, run games. And, the reason I say that is the goal for Weber baseball this year is to win the national title. Like that is the expectation I feel. And in my opinion, and I mean, so some of the guys, they may feel completely different. I'd say not. I know Colin doesn't think that. Colin wants to win a national championship. So the standard for that is we got to go in and we got to go play well every game. Now, don't get me wrong. The pitching has been Terrific. In fact, I still think it's the best pitching staff in the NAI. Top to bottom, from the bullpen to our four starters. Because Blaine Huter and Mark Link, who are the three, four guys for Weber, they, I think they're a top two duo. Or, I'm sorry, not top. They are a, uh, those two, that duo is a top 25, would be top 25. Like they would start on 90%. They would be a one, two duo on 90% of NAI baseball teams. That's a fact. That is a fact. And you got you have Xavier Rodriguez and Dylan Martin. The pitching's been sensational. Not even to mention Jacob Burr out of the bullpen. Uh, Eli Bodel's been great out, out of the bullpen. Dawson Young's the best closer in NAI baseball. It's the hitting. The hitting's got, got to be better, period. I love them. Those are my guys. But it's got to be better. It has got to be better. And if it doesn't get better... It's going, it's, going to, it's going to get exposed really quick. I mean, it took Weber Baseball going down and getting their teeth kicked in against Kaiser in West Palm Beach last year. Boys, you know I love you, but it's a fact. And I really hope that loss yesterday against Lawrence Tech was an eye-opener. And I hope by the time y'all are all listening to this, by the way, I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, everything's actually done. Well, hold on. Hold on. By the time y'all are listening to this, basically what I'm saying, I'm hoping it's been figured out. And hopefully we come out today against St. Francis, 
handle them very well, get the momentum going because we looked up and here we are nine days away. We are nine days away from Sun Conference baseball and softball. By the way, some other housekeeping things for y'all. I will be at both Southeastern and Weber series, baseball and softball. I'll be there live. I'll be, um, I'm not going to say I'll be live tweeting because I, you know, I mostly save live tweeting for uh, postseason events, but I will be posting uh, on my Instagram story, not my, our Instagram story some, as well as obviously highlights for both. And let this just be a public service announcement. And I've already talked with some, some of the some of the student athletes for both both teams, or I guess all four teams, Southeastern baseball and softball, Weber softball and baseball. Got a lot of friends. A lot of people I consider friends on all four of those teams. This is a huge series. And in particular, the baseball one, the Weber, Weber Southeastern. I talked to my guy Taylor. Taylor Thomas out in Oklahoma City. I talked to him this morning. He said this is probably the biggest in in season series that he's seen in the last five years of NAI baseball. So it is that big. Like, of course, I'm hyping it up. Duh, I'm hyping up the Weber Southeastern top ten matchup most likely uh, series. But it is that. Like, this it, is a big deal. This is this is my Super Bowl. Quite frankly, this is my regular season Super Bowl. Unless Weber and Southeastern play each other in Lewiston, this is the pinnacle. This is huge. And, like, I don't have to broadcast for it like last year. And, I mean, it, I think Suncast was, like, a day old. Or not a day, but, like, a week or so old. Maybe a little bit longer. Whenever it happened. And, actually, funny enough, the one-year birthday of Suncast will be that Saturday. Actually, that's the – wow. I just realized that. The one-year anniversary of Suncast will be during – the Weber Southeastern series. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Holy cow, that's sick. Anyways, highlights are going to get posted, especially for the baseball series. Okay? You, and the softball. Y'all know, y'all know I, I love y'all. y'all. Y'all are my guys. Y'all are my girls. You give up a home run. I'm sorry. You, it is what it is. We, we, we got to post content. We got, we got to make content. Uh, so no hard feelings. But, yeah. All right, um, God, I can't believe that, actually. And like, y'all may not believe me, but I literally just realized the one-year anniversary of Suncast, it will be going on during the Southeastern Weber Baseball Series. I need to talk with, I, I, need, to, I need to get in contact with, 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 the, with the people who make the schedules. I want to see if they did that on purpose. Surely not. Surely it's a big old coincidence. But, all right, that's enough. I'm tired of talking to y'all. Probably tired of uh, just hearing my voice. So, Let's kick it over to myself and yeah, Josh Strickland from Warner University. Great interview, veteran of the game. And then immediately after that interview, we're going to kick it over to myself and St. Thomas head coach J.C. Gutierrez. So here are those interviews. Thanks for tuning in, folks. All right, welcome on a very special guest. In-person interview, Mr. Warner himself. Mr. Royal, he's been here forever, longer than I think most people have probably been in college. It is Mr. Josh Strickland. Josh, how's it going today, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, dude. Really appreciate you driving out, yeah. taking some time. I know it's a busy part of the year. Pretty good uh, Pretty good start to the season after a little rocky start against the yeah. now six-ranked Warriors. Yeah. But y'all are off to a pretty good start to the season. 
Yeah, it's a little shaky, you know. We we bring in a whole whole new team basically compared to last year. Last yeah. year, you know, we got that we had eighteen seniors that we graduated. Yeah. So uh, so coming in with a brand new team like this, you know, you never know where guys fit in. So we're still getting to that uh, the groove of things. Um, really starting to hit our hit our stride here. I forget who it was. I, I think it was Fer, uh, what was it Fergie? No, it wasn't Fergie. It couldn't have been Fergie. It may have been Mawin. It was one, no. I remember it was Brown. It was Brown. Tyler I remember. Brown. I remember it. Tyler Brown last year, opening day, uh, or at least opening uh, home game last year. I think it was my first time. Like it had to have been, had to have been my first game ever on the broadcast for Weber. He hits one over the trees and right. It was Woosley. That was Woosley yes. that did it. Okay, I couldn't remember who it we was. We still I'm, talk about that one in this yeah, stage. Yeah, I still, as you can tell, I still talk <laughs> about it now. But you know, I figured we could do this a little bit different to start out. I mean, this is an audio podcast, but. Uh, we could kind of talk through maybe a little bit of film. I just picked out a completely random game. I decided the Weber Warner opening day. Uh, so we're, you, you want to take take a look at some of the, some of these uh, two strike counts we had on here? Not, not sure if I do or not, but we'll do it anyways. Okay, it. absolutely. All right, so here we go. We got a two-two count. Mark Link on the mound. We got Woosley digging in. Right, Sun Conference matchup. Yeah, let's see what we're saying. Right now, well, what are we thinking here? Right what, what, what I mean, it's a 2 2. Yeah, you got to protect. He's just going to tack. Yeah. That's a good pitch. Yeah, he hit his fire right, right there. Got to take your cap to him. I kind of hear my broadcasting voice in the background. Come on, guys. I mean, this is Weber Warner. You know, there's there, there's going to be a little banter back oh, and yeah. forth. Y'all know, know how it is. Let's see. I think this is the first one. I think this, this is X. X. This is X. They're I just mean, attacking the lower part of the zone. Ain't nothing you can do about that. When no. he locates his changer right in the corner, that's not, yeah. that's not getting touched. And then probably the best, I, I would say one of the best arms in the NAIA, or maybe the Sun Conference, I can't get this one to rotate, but Dawson Young. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't get, get out and pull up, whatever. But, uh, you know, fa facing those arms uh, in mm -hmm. the Sun Conference, there's a reason I pulled pull that up, not, not right. to just bust your balls here. But uh, there are a lot of good arms in the conference. Mm -hmm. you, you know, obviously X, Mark, Dawson at, at Weber, along with the Outlaw and a couple others. Right. Look over at Southeastern with mm -hmm. Rob Adams, Darian Smith. list goes on and on throughout the conference. You know, uh, you've obviously, you faced them all. You face mm -hmm. all the top arms. Now your fifth year wearing the royal uniform. You just talk about facing the arms that come out here in the Sun Conference. No doubt. Um, it, it's, it is not easy. You know, every weekend you got to get ready to face some of the best pitchers in the nation, like you said. Um, the strategy going into it is you got to hit your pitch. Can't hit their pitch. You know what I mean? Right. So that's our, that's our scouting reports that we get. We see what their out pitches are, and we try to avoid uh, you know, chasing them or maybe letting them get in their groove. So anything to throw the rhythm off of those great pitchers is uh, it's usually the way to go. Absolutely. Uh, so you've, you obviously, you know probably more about Sun Conference baseball over the last few years than, than anybody, including myself. We, we talked about some of the main arms over like the last like two years, like, like Rob, like mm -hmm. Dylan, like X. But who are some other arms, maybe it's an underrated arm that you, you faced uh, here in the Sun Conference? Um, in the past couple years or just all together? Uh, in the, some of both. We do some, some of both. both. Okay, yeah. so all together, I mean, St. Thomas had a guy, uh, 2020, uh, mm -hmm. Murphy Andrew. He okay. was up to 98 as a starter. A two-seam run. Just, I mean, as a sophomore especially for me, that was impossible <laughs> to hit. They had a guy my freshman year, Orlando Rodriguez, 93, 94 with the sinker. Yeah. He gets on uh, They both signed free agent contracts. Those two from St. Thomas, as you know, St. Thomas just breeds arms like that. Yeah. Um, Xavier's always been a tough one from uh, from Weber. You know, he's a he's a legit pitcher. He's yeah. not just a thrower; he's a pitcher. Right. Um, let's see. Southeastern every single year has has as one dog. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just the one. They got two, three, four, five <laughs> behind them that are just dogs. So 
So facing these guys is tough, man. It's um, it's it's unique. The Sun Conference has that, unlike yeah. any other conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I truly do believe. Like when I first started this, it was just me getting come on a soapbox talking uh, Sun Conference baseball. Mm-hmm. But over the last year or so, I, I've come to learn that oh, it truly is different. I mean, talking mm-hmm. to players, coaches, both in the conference and outside of the conference, it really is just a a different breed. And we've seen in the new rankings, we got three top fifteen. Uh, teams of rankings that literally just came out today. That when we're talking, and when uh, it's, it's a busy Wednesday for any, for, for all of us. But yeah, I mean, Southeastern's obviously one. Weber's six. Uh, Saint Thomas is thirteen. You, y'all and Kaiser, I'm sure y'all are right outside of the top twenty-five, not knocking on the door of it. But I look back at last year's uh, Warner team. That that was obviously a really special year. I feel like that was the year y'all kind of really broke through. You made an opening round. You talk about. The, the experience, you said you had the 18 seniors, yeah. uh, you being a, a regular fourth year. Now, yeah. you and me, we're both the epitome of old, old athletes, <laughs> both fifth-year guys. Right. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, you know, that team and uh, just the overall chemistry you guys had? Yeah, so so there's there's a few guys you highlighted there. Jan Martinez is our second baseman. Yeah. That was his fifth year last year. John Beam, he was in his third or fourth year, I believe, last year. It's core guys like that that kept it together for us throughout their time there, brought guys uh, the right guys in around them. And just putting those pieces together last year, it was it was almost perfect for us. Like you said, that was our our breakthrough year. We had the the leadership in those guys, and then we put the right transfers around them. It's kind. Of, I think Weber's experiencing that this year. You have your exactly. guy. You yeah. have your guys that have been there four and five years. You put the right transfers around them, and you see what see what good things can happen. I completely agree with you. It's something I said last year. Uh, Warner, yes, but Weber obviously going to Lewiston, beating GC, beating West Mount. Mm-hmm. That was like okay. Now Weber has really taken that. They finally broke through. They they hadn't won the. I think they were zero and three or zero and four in, in opening rounds before. Mm-hmm. They go to Miami Gardens. Obviously, that crazy last game. Uh, we put up like eight in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun then. But uh, it, it was kind of that breakthrough. And now this year with the majority of the lineup and pretty much uh, the main guys gone, Ray Rodriguez and Kenny Rodriguez, those are two huge losses. But guys that have come in and we've kind of filled those holes and guys have stepped up. It seems like the guys are playing better. Um, you know, uh, talked about a little bit at, at the at beginning of this episode. I uh, wasn't exactly thrilled uh, with how we played against Law Tech yesterday and some of these other uh, other uh, games we're playing on spring break. But I think o- overall it, it is a team that we will t- turn it around. It's just a little – I mean, anytime you're going through a slump and you, you go, I think, 10-3 and three in our la- last 13, I mean, that, that's not exactly a slump. But you know the standard of, of the Sun Conference and Sun Conference uh, uh, baseball. But, yeah, I, I'm right there, right there with you in what you said. I think Weber uh, is starting to take that step forward. I think a lot of teams are in the conference. Uh, I, I think now – with the recognition of the conference, with it being the premier conference, we're seeing teams. Unfortunately, Thomas will be gone after this next year. But you know, look at y'all. Look at Ave Maria. It's that y'all two in particular. Y'all have become teams that you know in years past. Uh, I wouldn't. They they weren't the the Kaisers, the St. Thomas, the Southeast. Heck, we can even throw uh, Weber in there with Ave Warner and Weber. It's really turned around. 
you know, we talked about the overall uh, strength of the conference. Can you kind of talk about just the parity that, that seems to be coming around in the conference? And, I mean, heck, we even saw 2019. Thomas won. They, right. they went and won. I mean, you, you just never know. Just You talk about the weekend, week out, daily grind of what's coming up here in the next uh, couple of months. Yeah, I think I've, I've actually listened to your past podcast and you brought it yeah. up. Uh, it's just no weekends off. Exactly. There's no, like, like uh, Ave Maria, you can't go down there and just expect to sleep anymore. Right. You can't go up to Thomas and expect to sleep. Mm-hmm. It used to be like that in years past where you had a few teams. You could just go, beat up on them, come home. It is never like that now. you got to be at the top of your game every single weekend, and you know, got to bring your best stuff or else you're going to get beat. Absolutely. So, my friend, let's talk a little bit about your development as a player. You're a fifth-year guy. You, you've been a great player. I mean, above 300 hitter for the majority of your career. But obviously, you've gotten better since you were 18-year-old freshman. Mm-hmm. What have you done to develop your game over these last few years here in Lake Wales? So, so my freshman year was a shaky one. I was just trying to you know, do the exciting things to find my way into the lineup. I was trying to hit a home run, trying to do this, trying to do that. So going into my sophomore year, the COVID year, I redeveloped my game, just try to be more consistent, find my way into the lineup and stick there, regardless of whether I was hitting ninth, first, fourth, didn't matter. I just wanted to find my way in the lineup, stick there, and that's what I felt like I was able to accomplish by just becoming like the model of consistency. Just you, every day, you know what you're going to get. It's not, it's not going to be 10, 10, 15 home runs a year, yeah. but like you said, over 300, that was, that's been my goal, and that's what I've been able to accomplish. Absolutely. I'm sure you've had, had coaches to help you develop. And uh, when you were a younger player, maybe some older guys helped develop. Can you speak on uh, some of the people that have helped you develop into the player you are now? Yeah, so, so Coach Sykes, he's uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of the older coaches in the conference. Yeah. But he, he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to hitting. It's just yeah. – uh, so he was a big help in that transition and becoming more consistent. Um, some of the seniors my freshman year, Xander Vasquez was one of them. Uh, Scott Fickus was another. I just try to model my game after uh, a more consistent approach, something that you know is uh, providing consistent results. That that's uh, putting the team in the best position to win. So um, that's what that's been my ultimate goal. Awesome, man. So uh, something else I, I wanted to do. I meant to do this a little, little bit earlier mm-hmm. in, in the interview, but. I want us both to say something really nice about one, one another's school. So, so, I know, I know you, you've been a long, a long time. You've been saying, hey, screw those guys across right. the lake ever since I, I've gotten here. It's been like been like that, too, obviously, with, with the whole Suncast deal. Right. I've kind of changed my, my approach on it. I'll say, I'll say this about Warner. Beautiful campus. There's no doubt y- y- y'all do things right there. I like the, I like the golden navy colorway. Um, let's see. What else we got? I'm kind of running out of nice things to say. Uh, uh, yeah, y'all have some great athletes. I'm a good friend like you, Noah Harris. He's been, been on before. Um, Royals, that's a good one. I like uh, Warner Royals. It's tough to say, but it's a good good little yeah. combo. Okay, uh, I, need, I need you you take over. I'm starting to run out of nice things to say. <laughs> well, the main thing I got is, I mean, the scenery you guys have over there. Oh, yeah. We go over there on a Friday night, and I mean, man, sun's setting right off the lake. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Especially get a cool breeze going. I mean, that's about all I got to say. No, yeah, I got you, I got you man. Yeah, I understood. Yeah, that, that is one of the best things. Like, I get up there in the booth now, usually around like 4 or 5 o'clock when that sun's just shaming yeah. right, right now. You know about the oh, – yeah. have you ever been a part of a sun delay Not over a, there? I, I've watched the game that was on okay. Sunday in Southeastern, but yeah. I've never been a part of one. We've just played through it. Yeah, we, we, we've had we've had a couple of those. But when it does get the sunset, it tr- truly is mm-hmm. really, really beautiful there at now Brad Kneehammer Field and beautiful Babson Park, Florida. But uh, you've played in a lot, lot of great games uh, here in the Sun Conference against Sun Conference teams. Are there, there are a couple of games that really stick out to you in your time uh, as a Warner Royal? Hmm. Um, let's see. 
I mean, be, so last year, beating Weber on the opening yeah. day, that's, I mean, I know you guys felt it this year. Oh, so yeah. Every year, that opening day against Weber means something different. Weber-Warner, like you've said before, that rivalry is yeah. is definitely true. It's uh, Absolutely. So that, that opening win last year, 6 nothing, a real statement win last year was yeah. a big one for us. Yeah. Um, I remember it. I, I was, I think it was at y'all's house, right? It was, yeah. So I remember watching that. It was uh, right before uh, we, we would play y'all back at home, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to broadcast for – the, not the best t- team here, and I mean, I mean, and I'm not gonna, not gonna say anything else about besides that. But yeah, I, I, I was like, oh crap! But it really, it really did does show the to the parity of, of this conference. And anytime, I mean, I look back at you know my football uh, p- playing career here at Weber. I mean, t- two uh, of the games that stick out to me are the Weber Warner mm-hmm. wins. I mean, the, that rivalry it sticks out. I think that's that's the thing about this conference too that I love is like they they aren't. Rivalries where it's just been forever and ever uh, r- rivalries, but especially now with everybody, you know, there were times when y'all were in the NCCAA, same with Southeastern, uh, Kaiser and St. Thomas weren't always around, but now they're all in the conference. You can kind of feel that healthy rivalry. You have the St. Thomas Kaiser, you have the Weber Warner, but would you say they're like healthy rivalries? It isn't like full on, I see that guy, I'm not going to talk to him. Right, that's, and that's how we, we view it. We don't. We always tell our guys, you know, the new guys coming in, this is a rivalry, but we have mutual respect. Yeah. We're not going to go in, we're not going to run our mouths, we're not going to do things the wrong way. Yeah. We're going to do it the right way, and like you said, a healthy rivalry. Yeah, we're not going to be at P&J's on, on uh, Nickel Beer Night right. out there. Just yet. <laughs> of course yeah, not, of course not. I mean, not. We, uh, I haven't been to P&J's in, in a while, but it's, it's been a little male fun, fun spot. Uh, right. we, we all uh, go to... <clears throat> But uh, hey, uh, in, in your career, you, you, you've obviously you've gr- got to know the area, and you've gotten to know Warner r- really well. So, like, w- what is it about Warner that, that's make that's made us special, and as y'all continue to develop as an athletic program? Yeah. So, what's really kept me around is seeing the direction of the athletic program. So, when I came in, baseball field had no lights, <laughs> crappy scoreboard. The bleachers were these metal bleachers you see at a high school facility. Yeah. And now, I mean, if you go to our field, you see a grandstand. Mm-hmm. You get the nice scoreboard, bright lights. Yeah. And it's, it's things like that that keep people around and, you know, really really assures you the direction that the program's going. And all athletics, for that for that matter, you see the football field, yep. random turf field right off the highway. Things like that are encouraging to see young leadership in the athletic department there. Um, I think things are heading in the right direction at Warner. Absolutely. So you like we like we keep saying you you're an older guy there. How do you try to be a leader to help develop the younger guys on the team, the next generation of Royal Baseball? Mm-hmm. I try. Well, I try to share my experiences for one because the NAI is very like people are unsure of it. Right. From the outside looking in, it's the NAIA, and they don't really understand exactly. You know the ebbs and the flows of it. The the week in week out, like you said. Yeah. So. I try to share my experiences and make sure that they are prepared for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the biggest thing. Going in without a clue, it's tough to play baseball like that, yeah. especially in this conference. So being able to share those experiences, um, helping guys develop in the way we want to be disciplined in our work and you know, uh, show up every day and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, the NAI isn't exactly the most recognized mm-hmm. league. I mean, when I entered the transfer portal from the from Lincoln, I was like, I really don't know much about the NAI. In fact, I only thing I heard about, I heard about like uh, Reinhardt uh, being from Georgia. I heard about them some. I heard about Point a little bit. I had no idea about Weber, Southeastern right. Warner, or well, the powerhouse it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it took me 
a couple of practices to realize football-wise, like, oh, this isn't too much different than Division yeah. Two. Yeah. And our first game was against Lindsey Wilson, the defending champs. And uh, I remember we scored the first touchdown, and they would score, like, the next, like, 52 <laughs> on us. But I was like, dude, this is the same as Division oh, yeah. Two. And then I get in with, with, with covering whatever baseball and broadcasting. And then uh, – uh, uh, Long story short, I started looking at the baseball, and then this is pretty much exactly a year ago today now, I'm looking at the baseball, I'm like, dude, this is top, top level. And from I've talked to you know guys like Chris Scholler, who uh, played at Embry-Riddle, uh, God, what's the Sunshine, the Sunshine yeah, League? Yeah, yeah uh, one of the top Division Two conferences mm-hmm. with, with them in New Tampa. And oh, he's yeah. talked about it. I mean, D, D1 guys that, that I've had on and coaches, I mean, mm-hmm. it – truly is no different than high division two and in the sun conference i mean you put a team like southeastern and a lot of uh i would say if you put them in like bethune cookman's like or like kennesaw states like the a sun i don't know if they won it but i'd say they're, they're making the conference tournament making a good little run no doubt no doubt yeah but a lot, a lot of great uh competition a lot of great uh times at, at warner uh w- with your time there what do you think your lasting legacy as a warner royal is um, so, so yeah, I think the lasting legacy that I'd, um, that I'd like to pass on would be to just, you know, stick in one spot, grow your roots, develop where you're at. Because I think the popular thing we're seeing in college baseball is, is the transfer portal. Yeah. Everybody's in the train. I mean, people are trying to find the easiest route rather than just sticking where you're at, developing a program. And I think, I think that is, is the most fulfilling thing of my career. Nothing yeah. I've personally done. But the, the direction of the program and, and being a part of that has been the most fulfilling aspect of it for me. I mean, uh, well, t- two points I, I want to make. First off, you sound just like a guy that I love. I mean, you can tell I'm a big Georgia fan, yeah. but Nolan Smith at the Combine, he mm-hmm. uh, just said, look, my freshman year, I didn't get a whole lot of playing time. I wasn't playing that well, but I stayed. I stuck it out, and now he's going to be making millions of dollars in the yeah. NFL as a first-round pick. And then as for you, I mean, similar. I mean, your freshman year, you didn't, you know, you weren't hitting 330 or anything anything like that, but you stuck it out. You Mm -hmm. learned from your coach, from older guys, and it helped you develop. And I I don't think it's just on the baseball field where that develops. I think that helps you develop into a young adult. Uh, And don't don't get me wrong, I I like the transfer portal to Mm -hmm. some extent. It has become something different uh, as far as what it, what it's led to where players are just like, oh, my coach uh, called me soft, so now exactly. I'm going to make, make him exactly. uh, right and get up and go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, you sticking it out. I mean, around your freshman year, though, was there ever any moments where you were thinking, like, I might, might head out, or was it pretty consistent, like, no, I want to stay here and get better? No, at the younger age, there was definitely those thoughts of, you know, ooh, what if I put up these numbers and I can go to a higher level? Well, right. that, that thought kind of just left my mind once I saw – once I saw the development I, I, and seen the competition of this at this level, I said, exactly, yeah. it doesn't get any better. Right. Like, I want to be in Florida playing college baseball, <laughs> period. That's, it is the best baseball in college, in college sports. Yeah, I mean, like, where else would you want to play? I mean, it hasn't been less than, what, like 50 degrees in yeah. how long? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean it's, been, it's been awesome. I mean, like I said, I went to school in Missouri, dude. Right. I mean, I, I, I know cold, and we ain't seen yeah. it. I ain't seen it since, <laughs> since I've got here. I, right. I, I love it. Sometimes uh, the broadcasting fits in, get a little little warm. Uh, but right. but uh, I, I love it, dude. I mean, how could you not? Everything uh, about it, the competition. And like you said, I mean, unless you're going to play in this part of the country, I think unless you're going to play – ACC ball, SEC ball, 
we'll say American Athletic Conference ball. I mean, those are probably the only three conferences I would say is better than yeah. Sun Conference baseball. Yeah. But uh, my friend uh, Josh, I want, want to ask you uh, one. I just want to say appreciate you uh, coming out. Really, really appreciate it, my man. Yeah, want, thanks for having me. Yeah, I do. I, I do want to leave you uh, with, with, with one question. Like we said, you're Mr. Royal. I mean, you, you've been there forever. You're a Warner guy. You bleed navy and gold. What does Warner University mean to you, dude? Uh, it means a lot, man. So coming out of high school, um, it was the after I graduated in July, I still had nowhere to go. Right. So we're, we're talking about a month and a half until school starts. And I'm, I'm, I got nothing. Man. I'm panicking. So I'm calling everybody. And funny enough, I call... Or I, didn't, I don't call it. Email Weber's head coach at the time, Brad Neathammer, yep. and I email Jeff Sykes. I said, let's see what happens. Babson right. Park in Lake Wales. Let's, let's just, right for the heck of it, let's see what happens. So I, I um, get a workout on the same day for both of them. Okay. So now I have to choose. I say, oh, gosh. Oh, no. Just, just a shot in the dark. I choose Warner. And, man, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad I chose that one. Oh, you know, I'm, it, sure, yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's yeah. given me a great opportunity to um, – to get consistent playing time, and I think that's the most important thing kids at a high school should be seeking is is an opportunity to play and get on the field. So yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity I've been given um, and the development that I've that I've had. Like you said, as a man too, not yeah. so much just as a player. Warner is big on doing the right thing, doing things the right way, being disciplined in your work. So mm. I can appreciate Warner for all of these opportunities and life lessons that I've learned through them. Absolutely. I mean, and pretty similar to me. I mean, my my options cut coming out of the transfer portal were limited and it really did it came down to Weber and Warner I mean those were mm -hmm. two of my best options Southeastern uh, we, we talked a little bit as well it's funny like all, all these things like wave of like, I didn't even know know about and now we now we I know I'm like the back of my hand uh, all the camp all three of those mm -hmm. camps is like like the back of my hand but anyways it did kind of come down for me too is Weber Warner Weber offered a little bit better financially mm -hmm. I was like all right I guess I'm going right. to this school three miles uh, the opposite way, way right. of the other and I mean like you I love it I mean I'm a I bleed green and gray. You bleed mm -hmm. uh, navy and gold. And here we are having an awesome conversation. Right. Uh, two guys that uh, had pretty successful careers. Obviously, you you a little bit longer uh, than <laughs> I have. I still got uh, one more fall. But uh, actually, I, I do have uh, one more. I lied. I do have one more question. Is this, uh, this is your last collegiate season. Correct? This is, yeah. Okay, I mean, make sure we don't have any 66, no. <laughs> any extra eligibility. No, it, this is it. This All is right. It. Uh, so for this being your last year, is, have you, like, stopped to smell the roses at all or just, like, took take it in a little bit more than in years past? So, yeah, yeah, this year definitely more than others, but it's still hard for me. I'm still in that competitive mindset. Right. Still enough, I don't want to leave anything on the table. Right. So I always say I think once it's all said and done is when I'll be able to look back and really yeah. appreciate what's happened. But as of now, I'm, I'm looking to compete. We're looking to win. We're looking to get into an opening round again. Yeah. We're looking to do more for the school, you know what I mean? So yeah. I haven't really been able to stop and smell the roses, per se. But I definitely can appreciate what's what's happened and what I've been able to accomplish as a team and yeah. individually and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my man, Josh, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, we'll have to do it again sometime, for yeah, sure. For hey, sure. After y'all, we find out where uh, Weber, Warner, St. Tom, where we have like five more teams go, going to <laughs> opening rounds, we'll have to have you back on. Yeah, man. for sure, man. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you, Josh. Yes, sir. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. It is the head coach, the new head coach of the St. Thomas softball team, Coach J.C. Gutierrez. Coach, appreciate you coming on this morning, my man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Well, 
Coach, we got a lot, lot to get into, a lot to talk about. But, I mean, first, we just got to say congratulations on the start. I mean, just talk about how it's been these first 17 games. You win 15 of them. How about it? A little bit of everything, you know, especially luck. Uh, I mean, we <laughs> we know that it's very difficult to to get into a big winning streak. Uh, and you need good play, some luck, all the teams to give you you know, a mistake here and them, and, and that's pretty much what had happened. You know, just uh, a combination of everything, and it's been it's been special. Absolutely, coach. It, like we said, it is your first year as the, uh, the head coach for St. Thomas softball. I think it's safe to say the the years before then, the Bobcat softball hadn't exactly lived up to the St. Thomas standard, which is going and competing and winning some conference championships and winning uh, and competing for red banners. You've turned that around. Y'all are 15 and two, as we just said. What was what was the main thing that you came in to help change the culture of Bobcat softball and get put them in this position? Well, when, when I got the job last year, uh, I felt that the coach before did a great job in having players that were very talented. Uh, even years before that, maybe maybe knowing the winners and losses, but the, the programs were, were run, you know, well. Uh, coach Norman is is a dear friend of mine, and 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 for years did amazing. But yes, you know, as you said, maybe compare uh, with the baseball team, the, the the sport that I came from. They didn't win as uh, as much. I, I don't I don't know that that's not important, but it, it's it's still uh, you know something in, in in process. I think the program and the changing has been put in motion. Uh, it's 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 the same girls with a few addition, and even last year we we went twenty one and twenty three. But the second half of the season, if you look between the numbers, we were very very uh, competitive. Meaning that we won uh, more than half of the games. Absolutely, so it, it's it's a uh, it's not a fifteen and two star since halfway through last year. They've been doing very well, and even the losses, one wrong games, eleven of them, twelve of them, where they could easily go either way. Obviously, uh, this year some of them the luck have been outside, and that's what I was referring to early. Uh, it's it's not easy to win double digits numbered in in a row. So, absolutely, and I do apologize. This is year two of you as the Bobcat head coach. Uh, I do po apologize for that mistake. But you you have been oh, you've been a Bobcat guy for a much longer time than just that. You have been there. You might be have been there longer than than anybody uh, down in Miami Gardens. Can you just talk a little bit of how St. Thomas University has grown overall as an athletic department as well as a university. Listen, it started a long, long time ago with my mentor and and, and dear friend, uh, Coach Manny Mantran, you know, which Lord having in heaven now. Uh, he recruited me out of Miami Day. I, I was able to play for him. Uh, my my Lord, I, I learned so much uh, from him and, and not, not necessary access and all in, in, in how to run a, a clean program. And he, he who, who was a stand-up person. Then... Uh, I had, you know, the opportunity to play some professional baseball and, and I spent uh, some good time catching in the minor leagues and, and running to, you know, uh, Coach Kendall and, and, and other, you know, special individuals that, that were true professionals. I'm done with professional baseball. That, that, you know, that ended up, you know, 
soon. I got lucky to play five, six years, to be honest with you. And I coached Coach Mantrana. He told me, uh, can you coach a little bit? I, I think so. I mean, I learned a little bit in the minors. I'm from you. So that's how I just started. You know, uh, maybe what? Uh, 14, 15 years ago, I coached for Coach Mani. Uh, and then uh, Coach Perez, a dear friend, came into uh, SCU baseball. And uh, he gave me a tremendous opportunity to really work. You know, he he made me his his right hand and, and allowed me to really coach and, and contribute to everything in the program. Uh, and, and that really gave me tremendous exposure for what's happening now with soccer. We encountered some trials and tribulations at the beginning, like every other program, but that only, you know, made me, made us, in this case also JP, uh, better coaches. And, and, and it, it's, it's been a crazy journey. You know, I was able to get my master's also at CU and get into it. And a long story short, the, the, the opportunity was presented to me last year. And uh, I took it as a challenge. I have the full support from the AD, the president, everybody. And, and what else do, do, do I want? I do love STU and everything that's happening. So uh, why not, you know? I got to see uh, y'all's AD coach Reichel yesterday at the uh, at the game, and I talked to him for a brief brief minute. I was like, "Yeah, uh, I think I had my worst game uh, on the field for football against y'all this year." Y'all y'all were able to scheme up pretty good against the rugby punt that we do at Weber. But uh, coach, you've certainly haven't done all on your own. You have got a couple of great bats in your lineup, headlined by uh, Gabriella Gabriella. So Gabriella, my apologies, Gilbert's early in the morning, and Marla Lovato. But those two, Coach, how have they helped lead this 2023 Bobcat squad? Listen, they uh, – Gabby is it, it, a special talent, you know. She could play every position on the field, uh, literally, you know. And all of a sudden, she's playing first base. You know, she could catch. But his, his ability to, to barrel balls is special. You know, really, she hasn't changed much uh, since last year. She did not have the, a great year last year, like she's having this one. And again, this is how you finish. It's not how you start offensively with records, all of that. Uh, but she's always it since she's a little kid. So I don't, I'm not surprised. You know, uh, Marla, it's a, a special talent when it comes to pitch recognition. She, she, she doesn't swing about balls. And when I say hit it, you continue to put yourself in positive counts, well, guess what? Good things are going to happen, you know? And obviously, sustaining whatever 480, 500 they're hitting, I hope so, but it's, it's, it's very difficult, you know? But for now, we're going to we're gonna enjoy that production because, you know what? It's, it's, it's one of the reasons why we haven't saw such a good success early on, on, on the year. Absolutely. And, Coach, there's going to be some tougher competition coming up in the Sun Conference schedule. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously you're a longtime Sun Conference baseball coach, so you know about the grind of a Sun Conference baseball season, but softball is no slouch with teams like Weber, Coastal Georgia. I, you know, I had to mention my Warriors first. And then, of course, that top-ranked team, the Southeastern Fire in Lakeland. You talk about the grind, of, you know, honestly, you can say both for softball and for a baseball team in the Sun Conference. A tremendous respect for, for our conference, you know. I am I am new to, to the softball, but at some point, uh, even the baseball wasn't as recognized as it is now. Absolutely. And it took 
And it took what, you know, uh, Saudis have been doing now for a few years, whether, uh, and, and obviously Coach, Coach Mike and Coach Georgia have been for, for a very good, uh, for a long time. And, 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 and the solid teams, Warner is receiving votes, Ave Maria, all those things, they could go at it, you know, but it, it's been special having uh, Costa almost making it to a World Series and Weber and Southeastern in the World Series. That has to say something about our conference. And the fact that uh, like there's not like an undefeated record our conference. Southeastern last year was amazing, but they still lose a game here and a game there. That's why any given day, any team could beat anybody. You know, so that's how competitive our conference is. That's the way I look. You have three things ranked, so a couple of them receiving votes, and and even the things below them get games from there at times. So uh, think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this year, more than in years past, the parity and, you know, my, my work with NAISB, I've seen it across the country, and the Sun Conference has been no, no exception. The parity in 2023 in NAIA softball is unmatched and it's proven right here in the sun conference i think it's wide open i think you still i think you have your coastal georgia and your southeasterns but they've proven it's very it's, human. it's them too right now and, and obviously you know whoever has a great quarter players from last year my my, my opinion nothing taken away from Absolutely. But I tell you, the team that I've, I've been talking about with uh, Taylor, with my uh, co-host for NAISB, I'm like, look, we got to start keeping our eye on the Bobcats because, you know, you start off 6-0, and 7-0. and It's like, OK, a little hot streak. But you look up and you're 13, 14-0. and I'm, I'm like, OK, we, we, we got to start really paying attention to these Bobcats. And I got something special. But of course, it is early in the season. It, it's early March. We have a lot of softball to go. How do you kind of help your players, you know, ride that wave? You know, stay and it's high right now, but it could get low and just kind of keep those emotions balanced and realize you're only as good as your last game, or as, as I, I should say, your next game. Well, we we stress it is in in the way we do and operate in a daily basis. We we take everything a day at a time. Uh, uh, obviously, when it comes to to the game, uh, a pitch at a time. And this is not secret. Every good team tries to do it. It's just how can our players understand that? And I think that's been the, the turning point uh, as far as the players. And it's all on, on the players, my friend. Don't don't get me mistaken. This 15 and all is all of them. And having uh, be able to create and develop that, that winning mentality where it's not about the end result. It's about Okay, let me let me go on and win this pitch, this inning, whatever this 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 practice session, you know, uh, whatever we are doing, and, and that's what pretty much we believe on. We don't have many crazy uh, uh, rules or many crazy uh, philosophy. Hey, we we win forever. This is credit to Coach P. Uh, P. Kern, you know, a, a great fan. You know, his win forever mentality and his book impacted myself and my life in a in a. A long time ago, as a competitive human being that, that I am, uh, and, and I just try to carry over to the place, and I believe they have been able to understand that. And and and, and the quarter players, the older, the ones that are involved in the game, have really, uh, you know, are getting it right now. And I think that's the reason why they have been able to stay pretty much, you know, like low. Okay, we haven't we haven't done anything. It's expected that you go every day and you compete to the best of your ability. And, and you know what? You win or lose, at least we could be uh, 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 at least, you know, happy or 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 
okay with ourselves, that we give it out of. So that has been, I believe, the the, the reason why maybe uh, as far as the players' perspectives, why I have been able to this is get get into a, a, a double digit winning streak, which is not easy. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with winning winning it for what 14, 15 games in a row. I mean, that's not something you can just uh, turn down, right? Absolutely, extremely <laughs> proud. Not taking anything away, but they do understand it's it's about yeah. confidence. It's about at the end, but this this hopefully could help us eventually in God knows maybe uh, at the end they, they recognize us and give us some balls or something. Yeah. Or no, I don't know. And in my opinion, the way baseball and softball in the NAI really works is you kind of have two seasons. You have your non-conference season where you're trying to do good and hopefully build up a resume to reach an opening round. But it's a whole nother season. I was talking with some of my friends with Southeastern and Weber, and you know they weren't off to the best starts. And I'm like, I, I was telling them, like, look. There's two different sides of this entire season. Now, y'all have won your first half. I mean, y'all y'all have obviously done, done great, but you have to flip that switch because as soon as, I mean, this weekend, we start conference play this weekend with Southeastern uh, playing Weber, and it's just a whole nother ordeal. And honestly, dude, I can't wait for it. It's going to be such a fun season, man. They said that they have played a, a very tough schedule. Well, yeah, that's, that's uh, I mean, yeah, they, they were – you know the, the East, and they're facing teams that are, that were and and will be and, and should be opening rounds and World Series, and they're doing it right. You know that will help our conference. You know to get recognized because they they're not losing. You know they're, they're beating and they're winning against some of those teams. So uh, that's the reason why the the slow start. Don't don't be mistaken. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was talking with Coach Buck, and he. And he was like, I, I just don't know what, what's going on. I'm like, well, Coach, you've probably faced uh, three of the top ten pit pitchers in the NAI in your first four games with the majority freshman sophomore lineup. I mean, sometimes it just it doesn't uh, – that's just the way it goes. But I think iron sharpens iron. I am huge on that. I would rather go, go out and start and, play, and be playing these teams that, you know, you find out what, what you're made of. You're, we're going to be a top team. I, I, I have no doubt. With the way that St. Thomas softball is in the direction it's going, I think they're next up. I think they're that St. Thomas softball, it's – I mean, with the way all the other sports are going. I mean, look at your swimming team. First-year swimming team, they finished number two overall. I mean, that that's crazy. I mean, it's just – there's that culture. There's that winning culture in Miami Gardens. Can you speak on a little bit of what the culture of the athletic department at St. Thomas is all about? It's a simple uh... – my man, it starts from from the top, you know, President Armstrong, uh, uh, President Armstrong, and and uh, our AD. Uh, they're clear about you know the mission, and uh, obviously it's a uh, you know the student first, but but then after that it's a uh, it's 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 winning mentality. Now again in the end result, but in everything we do, acting with class, and and if you have the people in charge, you know, practicing it. I'm preaching it. It's just a matter of time. And again, we have excellent coaches, excellent people that that value the the you know the human and the mental part of of, of sports. And and it's at the end of the day, it's all starts. If you believe it, it's it's gonna happen. You know, and and most time than others, sooner than than later. You know, so it it is from the top. You know, President Aspen and and Rigor and and the other ideas that we have. That's what it is. 
my opinion. Absolutely. Well, Coach, y'all just keep keep building and keep doing y'all's thing. Y'all keep getting better and better. Uh, Coach, I really appreciate you coming on. I got one last question for you. Uh, this question I ask a, lo a lot of people, especially if they've been with a program for a long time. I just got, I got to know you're, I mean, honestly, you are Mr. Bobcat and you've been there uh, since I, I, I was learning how, how to walk. <laughs> Can you just talk a little bit about what being a St. Thomas Bobcat means to you, Coach? Uh, it's, it's a family. When when you're here this long, you get to get uh, and to know people, you know, in a, in, a, in a special way. You know, I have the luxury of saying that. I know I've seen kids grow. You know, I've I seen kids, you know, being born and now going on. And and, uh, and over time, you, you start to get attached to people, to places. And in this case, I happen to get very attached to STU. Uh, obviously, I, I, I was... I was born in, in Cuba. I came to the States when I was 18 years old uh, and gave me an opportunity to go to college in, in, in the United States. And, and, uh, and uh, again, St. Thomas have been good to me. And, and I appreciate that. And listen, there have been some opportunities in baseball on getting other jobs. It just have, have been where I had to relocate and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, when I look at everything, to you, still my best choice, and and that's why I love it. When 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 uh when that happened, once again you found places your home. I don't have a problem on on being consistent of of, of staying where I am when when it makes sense and and makes me happy. So that's that's pretty much what it is. It becomes a, a family over time, and the changes that have been going through. Nothing wrong with what happened before. Uh, you know, Laura Courtney Todd is one of those you know, friends and family that I have right now. My AD as a player, look at this. <laughs> She's been here longer than I am. Yeah. Then my AD as a, as, a, as, a, as a baseball coach and now running one of the best programs, uh, sport administration programs in the country. Uh, what can I tell you? It's still the wow. best. The changes that have happening is, 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 is growing when I see the future is, is, is bright. Why should I go someplace else? Exactly. I mean, hey, I mean, beautiful weather year around. Uh, y'all are y'all been growing over the last uh, two decades or so. And honestly, if you ask me where St. Thomas will be two decades from now, there's no telling. I mean, that just the the growth of y'all's university, y'all's athletic department, it has been tremendous. It's been ex just exceptional, and I think it's going to continue to grow. There's no doubt about it. Coach Gutierrez, again, I really appreciate you taking time out of y'all's ve your very, very busy schedule, coming on, talking with me, my man. If you have anything else you, you want to add on, Mike's yours. If not, I'm all good, my man. Howdy. Thank you for having us. Go Bobcat. Go Bobcats, Coach.